PoePolitikin.com. Back to PoePolitikin. I'm now politicking with Jonna Sebastian. How you doing today? I'm doing great. Thank you so much uh, for having me. Yeah, thank you. You was, um, you was telling great. me. Yeah, you was telling me you're out in London right now. You just got off stage. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, there's a festival here uh, in High Wycombe, and I've just performed my set, <laughs> and it's been amazing. All right, so I appreciate uh, you taking time to uh, politic with us today. We're gonna have a great interview. Yeah, thank you. Okay. So I was reading that you have uh, over 19 years of uh, experience in the industry. So I just want you to talk about your background a little bit, you know, how you fell in love with music. Yeah, well, that's right. I've uh, started um, doing music uh, when I was a child, and I've been singing for my whole life. And then when I was about seven, I started playing in an orchestra, uh, like a children's orchestra, but we used to perform on a lot of different stages, backing some, uh, you know, some artists in different genres. And um, that was also my first paid job. Um, and then when I was 13, I was like in, in a music video for the first time. I was acting and that was my first TV appearance, which was on MTV Russia. And around that time was as well, when I was 11 is when I decided to pursue music professionally as, you know, like as something that I would do, um, you know, when I grow up. And um, yeah, I've been pretty much in the industry since then. Um, when uh, I went to study at Russian Academy of Music, um, at the age of 16 and I graduated when I was 20 I was the youngest uh, to do so because I've applied for a special program and uh, then I moved to London and set up my recording studio where I started to record loads of different artists rappers singers um, also putting out my own material so it's pretty much been non-stop for me so it's a lifestyle <laughs> it's not just something that I do <laughs> for a living or anything like that it's you know, I live and breathe music. Um, also do a bit of acting on the side. Yeah, I was going to ask you, ask you that because I see, I was reading it says you're a singer, actress, writer, producer. So basically just sounds like you're a creator. So I was going to say, is there anything you like doing more than the other? Or you just like, as long as you're creating, you're okay? I think, yeah, um, as long as it's anything that's creative. Um because, well, actually, before I decided to be a musician, which was when I was around 11, uh, professionally, I wanted to be an artist uh, because I was drawing and painting really well since I was, like, three, and my paintings were actually exhibited, um, you know, abroad as well, um, in museums and, like, like uh, children's exhibitions. And uh, that, that's what I was doing non-stop. And then, um, you know, music kicked in. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it kind of, like, overpowered at the moment. But um, for me, I think being all of those, like singer, songwriter, producer, actress, basically make who John Sebastian is. I love um, each of those, you know, professions um, equally. And I think being a producer helps me being a better singer, you know, and vice versa. You know, right, being able to write the songs, um, you know, I can just, you know, understand the music from different perspectives as well as, you know, like write different stories um, and um, understanding the sound is very very important as well I think for any musician uh, being able to play you know piano uh, is also <laughs> you know a, a great thing um, for for um, for a singer and um, at the same time acting really helps me you know putting forward different ideas in the visuals because 
when I hear music, I see it as well. I, I, I see, you know, pictures and stories. And, like, in fact, I actually write the storylines for my music videos, mm. for majority of them. And, and uh, then I can actually create different characters on stage and in the music videos, in which way it's, it's um, you know, it's really helpful to uh, create different types of music, you know, um, that can they can tell different types of stories. So, yeah, I'm all of that. <laughs> okay. That's, that's cool. So I want you to talk about your favorite song. Tell us your favorite song. It, it can be your song, anybody's song. And then I want you to uh, tell us your favorite lyric in that song. Oh, my favorite song. <laughs> well, it would be difficult to pick one of my own favorite songs. So, um, well, I mean, I, I've got quite a few, to be honest. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I'd say, I'd say, but, you know, I'd say, like, one of them would be Whitney Houston's or One Moment in Time. Uh-huh. Uh, I've been singing that tune since I was a child. Uh, and basically, it's one of those tunes, when I sing it, and at the same time, when I listen to it as well, in, the, in this original version, it kind of, like, gives me that belief, <laughs> you know, that anything is possible, you know, in that one moment in time. Um, you know, I've got, I've got, um, you know, I've got like some Michael Jackson tunes, like it's difficult to pick one, you know, I just love <laughs> quite a few of them. And um, I, I'm just like influenced by so many, so many artists. <laughs> and then I, I was listening to your The Edge of Love LP. So I just want you to talk about yeah. that project and then any other current projects you're working on. Okay, yeah. Um, the Edge of Love EP uh, has been released um, recently, and it's it's been produced by myself, engineered, you know, recorded at my studio, Multivision Music, and uh, it's basically telling, um, you know, a story about, you know, me experiencing different feelings in relationships, and uh, it's kind of like chapters in the same book, but being on the edge of love, like experiencing the, you know, something that is between love and hate, when you can, like, when you can, one day you love this person and the next day you think, oh, what the hell, like, what's going on? Um, so it's also, like, in the Edge of Love song, I'm referencing to Nietzsche, <laughs> you know, um, like, meaning that, you know, like, one must give birth, um, to, uh, well, no, one must have cares within themselves to give birth to a dancing star, and then I'm referencing that dancing star into the actual track as it's like, we've been in the edge of love in the universe, you know, it's just kind of um, putting together those extreme feelings that we might have because it's not always all lovey-dovey <laughs> in relationships right. and I'm just trying to be honest about it as much as I can, like in Poison you know, it's about this uh, it's about this addictive relationship. It's kind of like a drug. <laughs> it's not good for you, but you keep coming back. Mm. Um, but it's poisonous for you, you know. And then one day is about like this sudden change when uh, you can go from one stage of your life into another, and that's influenced by a relationship, basically. So you know, it's about those extremes. And um, I think, yeah, the edge of love is pretty personal for me. <laughs> so um, I've filmed four videos for it um, with the amazing director Kevin Hudson mm -hmm. and uh, um, also yeah wrote the script and pretty much me and him like we're this creative team <laughs> um, 
it's it's been amazing working with him and uh, uh, um, a lot of those those things in the videos actually have been quite spontaneous. <laughs> so um, yeah, and apart from that, I'm, I've also released uh, one in a million song music and a music video, which is a separate single, uh, which is out now. Uh, it's going to be out on iTunes in August. Uh, that's with the uh, group called The Lost Enemy, and the video can be watched um, uh, now as well. And uh, I'm working on this new EP, which is called I Am Free. I Am Free EP. Mm -hmm. uh, I've released a few songs from it already, including the title track I Am Free with the, with the music video on it. And the music video for I Am Free, you know, it explores how much, you know, art imitates life and life imitates art. And that's why I actually have an artist painting um, to the tune. Like it was all filmed live, so it's kind of like a reality <laughs> TV within a music video. So he heard, he heard the, the tune for the first time ever. And uh, uh, he just had to come up with some kind of idea of what he could hear in the tune and how he could picture that. So he was drawing and we were filming him in between, you know, like cutting it to obviously me singing to the tune and stuff. But, it, but the, the, the bits of the artist are actually like him painting in real time to hearing uh, the tune for the first time. Mm. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, so it's kind of, um, you know, my take on uh, a bit of like reality TV in a music video, yeah. So um, there's a few other videos that are gonna be released very soon. And by the way, also, uh, I have also performed at um, Glastonbury recently, uh -huh. <laughs> which has been an amazing experience. Um, you, you know Glastonbury, the festival. Uh -huh. um, it's um, you know it's like the longest running festival um, in UK and mm. pretty much the mother of all festivals. Mm, okay. <laughs> it's been fifty days, like since those times. And um, Beyonce headlined it a few years ago. Jay Z headlined it. And there's a pyramid stage, which is the main stage. Uh -huh. And uh, I've been blessed to perform there with this group, Kasabian, um, as a headlining act with them. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, it was uh, it was amazing. And we've performed at quite a few other shows, um, like me being, you know, um, singing with them. And uh, Kasabian are an amazing band, and they, they just got their first, fourth number one album released. Okay. And uh, yeah, it's been a great experience. You know, imagine like two hundred thousand people at the festival, plus you know millions of viewers on DVC. <laughs> mm. I mean, it's been my dream for a very long time to be at that festival at Glastonbury. Uh, uh, so okay, and then I, I, I was going to ask you. I want you to talk about the importance, like as artists, because especially like a lot of artists in the US, they don't really look at their careers like globally so i want you to talk about the importance of like looking globally and not just thinking of you know just your certain area because you know you have to think about fans across the world oh yes definitely definitely this is actually how i view my own career um because also i have moved as well from one country into another I could also, you know, see how it expanded my own horizons and as well, um, 
you know, put me in front of a totally different audience. I mean, it was a life-altering experience for me to move to England because before I was in Russia, it was just, you know, me performing for the Russian audience and nobody knew what's happening. <laughs> you know, when I came to England, here it is. And then obviously with um, with America, you know, like I'm, I'm also like putting out music, uh, you know, over there and uh, I'm, like the way I see it, um, because we live in this world that's coming together uh, mm -hmm. within social media, you know, uniting <laughs> people from all over the world, it's extremely important. And uh, it's the same, the same thing goes to the brands. And obviously, if you're an artist, you, you, you can't just look at it as just being the music itself. You're looking at branding and, you know, the companies that are being involved. and. So that you will be looking at different markets. And for me, like I'm half Indian and half Russian, and I've actually noticed that um, for me personally, I wanted to, to build the bridge between the East and the West, mm -hmm. basically between, you know, what I'm doing here, like in England, you know, crossing, you know, over to America, you know, in Europe and stuff. And then also going over to India because I'm half Indian and, they, you know, over there, they really appreciate when something is kind of like a crossover act, um, a mixture of, you know, the Western influence with a bit of Indian or like the Indian looks and stuff like that. And I, and I have actually also acted uh, in quite a few projects that were like uh, where I would be, you know, playing the Asian person or it would be for the Indian market. And uh, I've personally experienced how, how it can work. And it's definitely in this time and age I mean not to explore these opportunities uh, would be just <laughs> would be just silly you know um, because new, like we're in the best time when music can can unite the whole world mm -hmm. um, through internet obviously uh, through all the small forms of media and yeah you know the power is in our hands as artists. So, but at the same time, it's important to understand different cultures as well. So, right. you know, you can't just go over there and try to push something that they don't like over there. <laughs> you know, it's important to cross over and, and put the elements together and study, do a lot of studying of what's going on in another country. Uh, yeah, and... It's the, same, it's the same thing goes to brands as well, like like clothing brands, for example. They might, like they might, like Zara, for example, could send certain types of, you know, their their clothing for their fashion line to England and other types to Germany and other types to India. So it's the same thing goes with music. Like you would, you kind of like have to be flexible as well mm. and open-minded. <laughs> so when you when you're not. Uh, making music or creating, you know, what are some of your other hobbies or interests, things you like to do? Oh, <laughs> um, well, um, at the moment, I'm mostly focusing, yeah, on creating music, and uh, I love to just read books, you know. Um, can you name some of the books? Both fictional you... and non-fictional. Okay. Pardon? I was going to say, can you name some of them, the books you like? Um, well, there's loads of them. I mean, I, I love um, Haruki Murakami. I love Paolo Coelho. Actually, I met Paolo Coelho <laughs> when I was like 16 because like, his books like really influenced me at that time. Uh, you know, The Alchemist, like, uh, and other other books. And um, 
Uh, I love uh, Russian classical literature, you know, like Leo Tolstoy, um, Dostoevsky. I love to read philosophy as well, you know, like absolutely love Nietzsche and Schopenhauer. Um, yeah, there's, you know, there's quite quite a few, <laughs> mm. quite a few choices, you know, that uh, sometimes I go back to the ones that I've read, um, you know, and uh, sometimes... Uh, yeah, I like I like to study psychology as well. Okay, <laughs> as a hobby. <laughs> yeah, I'm actually. I'm, I, I'm astrology. <laughs> yeah, I say I'm actually a psychologist. I'm a, I'm a I'm a psychologist. That's cool. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's my thing. That's why. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I try to bridge it together in the interviews and like bring it out. <laughs> uh, then I want you to talk about yeah. what's five things you can't live without. I, I love. Now, what are you saying? Yeah, I forgot to 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 mention. Uh, I love David Mitchell as well, the the writer. <laughs> like, um, yeah, he's, he's amazing. Yeah. So, what did you say? Five. Five, five things people? you can't live without. What's five things you you gotta have in life with you? Oh, definitely my <laughs> studio. <laughs> mm-hmm. So you have your stu- is your studio um, in your in your home or where's your? Cause it seemed like yeah, you said you home. built it. Yeah, you just built it. You were saying. Yeah, it's, it's in my home because okay. I can't live without it. <laughs> That's what's up. Yeah, that's cool. Um, yeah, <laughs> it's like 24-7 situation. Mm. Um, yeah, that's my studio, my setup. Uh, and anything where I could lay down my ideas to. So anything that's, you know, that, that's like a computer and, you know, iPad, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, can't live without my mobile phone. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I don't know how my parents did it. <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> but um yeah um well uh well what else what else well, they have to be things right they can't be people <laughs> yeah. um definitely would need my camera mm-hmm. you know because I love to film and being filmed as well mm-hmm. <laughs> and film and take pictures that's very important okay. um Definitely headphones. <laughs> okay. yeah. And then I, I, w- I want you to talk about uh, what motivates you and how do you stay motivated? Well, I most of the times I motivate myself, wake up in the morning and uh, just decide what I have to do. Um, I have, I'm pretty much goal orientated. So I have long term goals for my life that um, I want to achieve. I'm looking at where I want to be in 10 years' time, where I want to be by the time I'm 40, 50, and that is basically what I'm thinking every day when I wake up. For me to live a fulfilled day is when I go to sleep and I know that I've done, done something progressive, you know, and creative at the same time. Um, yes, thank you. <laughs> um, so, and, and at the same time, since I had my daughter, uh, she motivates me because I want the best for her mm-hmm. uh, as a mother. And uh, I want to be able to give her anything, you know, that, that, that's possible. And uh, also give her the foundation in this life and inspire her. So, because when she grows up, it's 
you know, it's difficult to tell children how they're supposed to do, you know, like what they're supposed to do, how they are supposed to um, go for things. Right. You haven't done it yourself. So right. I have to be the best example and the best role model for her. My mother motivates me as well because I think she's done an amazing job raising me and I don't know, I owe her, <laughs> you know, so much. I want uh, also to be able to provide the best for her. And uh, so, yeah, it's both like personal goals. Uh, since I've been a child, I've been like this. When I was 11, there was this, um, there was this uh, essay that we had to write. If I was, you know, and then you pick a profession, and I actually wrote that if I was the president of the world, how I would change it. So, you know, I kind of like felt that, you know, even at that age, that there were some not really nice things in the world, like wars and, you know, injustice and poor people. And, and I was thinking at that time how I could influence that. So for me, it has always been important to do something that will be a part of history. And through music, for me, you know, it, it's happening um that way uh like they, everybody can be influential no matter what your profession is so since i'm doing music that's how i that's how i express it music and you know films um i i, I i'm trying to create something that will be the sign of today of the times that we're living in you know and can hopefully influence generations to come Mm. That's what motivates me. <laughs> Looking at like thousands of years ahead, even. <laughs> okay. I want the aliens to come, you know, to Earth at some point in the future and be able to dig into, you know, what's been happening on Earth and pick out John Spice and CD or something. <laughs> yeah, that's how I feel. Yeah, that's what's up. And then I kind of, because uh, I meet a lot of people that like, they don't really have uh, confidence. And it sounds like you're very confident. So I want to say, what? Uh, if somebody asked you, what are some ways I can improve my confidence, what would you say? Oh, um, I, I, do you know what? It took me actually quite a long time to build confidence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> because um, because I, how I grew up in Russia, you know, I was like the darkest person everywhere I go. You know, I, I was born in Soviet Union times and there were no like mixed race people around me. There were no even people of Asian or, you know, African or any other you know kind of like ethnicity that was you know kind of like resembled me so i was looking in the mirror and thinking why am i different <laughs> when i was like five six years old and i had to find my own identity through that i think uh if, like i was bullied at school a lot you know and i had to kind of and then i still had like some good times at school as well like at a different school but i had at, a, at an early age to learn to understand that if I don't respect myself and don't demand respect and if I don't love myself, nobody else will. Right. And there can be, you know, situations in life when there would be people that will try to bring you down, you know, or there might be things when you're not feeling all that, <laughs> you know, you might feel depressed though about certain situations. And you're the only one that can take out, you know, and plant that seed of, you know, confidence and wanting like to, to do something about it, wanting to change. And I think it's kind of like, to, like confidence starts with courage. So if you're mm. feeling down and you feel like, oh, like you, you don't know if it's gonna happen, you know, you don't know if you have the strength for it. Sometimes maybe we could just worry too much. And the best thing is you just have the courage to face your fears and go against them. Just go and do it, no matter how scared you are. And then, and then you just will find 
the strength within yourself. Um, I, like, I remember when, when I was a teenager, there was a time when I had stage fright, and one time I just had to face it. I was like, Jana, like, <laughs> you can't leave like that. You have to go on stage and just do it, you know, just smash it. So, you know, I killed it. So it's kind of like looking at these fears as, you know, things that you have to kill within yourself and just face them. And, and, and uh, that's how you will build your confidence gradually. And uh, I'm saying it as somebody who had a lot of situations in this lifetime where I was properly questioned, like, who the hell are you? <laughs> you know, like, you're nothing. Or, you know, or it, it was like in, like in, in detention, it was, you know, in this unlawful detention that I was in, it was, you know, at school, at, you know, because of my skin color, it was with racism and skinheads in, in Russia as well. Um, so I had to find my own voice within me. So, yeah, and the main thing is also what builds your confidence is doing what you love every day. Try to uh, find something that you spend most of your time. There's no point in just going into a job just to earn the money like you have to be passionate about something and that passion is what also brings the confidence I think so because then your life becomes meaningful you know that you're growing something that um, basically also helps you yourself define who you are <laughs> mm. not the outside world define who you are yourself <laughs> so, I like that and then I was going to say so what advice would you give to any aspiring um, artists out there that want to do what you do? Well, first of all, um, believe in yourself. Uh, work hard. Um, try to perfect your craft, but at the same time, understand that there's no such thing as total perfection because we're learning and growing throughout life as artists. And um, you never know when you write your best tune or make your best beat or have your best performance it's like we're in the process of becoming better every day so like creative arts are you know this kind of process um, and and it's just kind of like having this position of a student of somebody who's ready to learn uh, all the time new things um, new approaches that's one thing, as like from creative perspective. Another thing is, it's a tough industry. Um, no matter where you go, like in any country, and especially if you're trying to do things globally as well, mm -hmm. you have to understand the rules of the game in different places. And um, they, it, it does take um, a lot of, you know, a lot of work sometimes. And I don't think people should believe in this kind of overnight success. There's, I don't, I don't think there's like any legendary artist that had that kind of thing. Um, usually there's years of grafting and perfecting the craft and working really hard, sometimes even being rejected a lot. And suddenly when it's time, it's your time and it comes. Sometimes it's not even about you. Like, like it's not because the artist is not doing enough. Maybe it's just the industry or the world is not ready for the music and the artists and years later you know it could it could happen if it, it, it's meant to happen so never give up that's the main thing and never pause <laughs> never pause because you you come out of the routines and you lose a bit of the 
Momentum. Yeah. 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 say to your fans and people that's been supporting your music so far uh, I'd love to say first of all thank you so much there are some fans that have been with me for years actually and have seen me grow and I believe they've grown also with me <laughs> and uh, it, it, it also inspires me a lot to watch that and um, people that have supported me are definitely I want to also thank them uh, and people who are rooting to me right now, and especially my mother and my daughter. They are like my biggest fans, <laughs> and um, uh, it, it, it's just so great to have somebody who believes in you, who you know, who, who, who is there, like, and you can be yourself with them. You don't have to just like put on a smiley face all the time, and just, yeah. you know, it's great. Um, so, uh, yeah, and especially, you know, there, there's been times when I've seen certain people go and I had to let them go. So I especially appreciate those who are with me, who are on my team, in my own mind, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, not, they might not be working for me, but they're like kind of like King Jana. <laughs> <laughs> you know? And obviously, yeah, uh, my publicist, Kathy, TLPR group as well, uh, she also... Um, it's very helpful and I'd like to thank her. <laughs> okay, I want to thank you for coming through politicking with me today. Thank you so much for having me. It's uh, been a pleasure and uh, I've had a great conversation with you. <laughs> yeah, thanks a lot. I appreciate it. I would say you want to tell them like your uh, websites and where to hear your music? Yes. Um, my personal website is johnasebastian.com uh, Twitter, Instagram at Jonah Sebastian. Uh, 
YouTube is Multivision Music. Um, also my blog, johnsebastian.blogspot.com. And pretty much, yeah, on Instagram I actually post sometimes like snippets of unreleased stuff or, you know, things that that's about to, re- to be released. So like some exclusive stuff. And um, yeah, those are main websites. I've got also uh, another site that's called vk.com at Jonathan Sebastian as well. So, yeah. <laughs> Hi, this is Jonathan Sebastian and you're on Politicking with Poe on Poe Politicking. Enjoy!
and you're on Politicking with Paul on Paul Politicking. Enjoy! Oh. 